0: All right, we're live. All right, are you ready? Yeah. It won't let me play the first intro song. Well, let me play Half-Remembered Dream. You're going to get us uh, yeeted. Yeah. <laughs> yeeted? Why would you <laughs> get yeeted? You yeet something across the floor. You can't yeet something off the internet. YouTube's going to yeet us by the copyright. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else That yeet us by the neck or by the balls. Welcome to episode 11. It's not episode 11. I think it is. When did, what did we do 10 on? 10 was Shimmer Lake. Oh, Nine was Star Wars with the guys. With, with the, the guys, movies. and then the one before that was Star Wars. Yep. Wow. Episode eleven, Inception. Yeah. We should have saved this for episode like three hundred and fifty-two. We were three, not what's his number three, three thirty fifty-two. Thir- yeah, number thirty fifty-two. 52. Uh, we'll explain that. That we are. <laughs> we were not ready to do this one. We like this movie, but in this terms, it's amazing. It's everyone so who's, good. Everyone who's seen this movie and is capable of post movie thought, I feel like. Because, you know, like a couple of videos we watched, it showed that people who watch complicated movies usually kind of just like, instead of trying to figure it out while you're watching the movie, you just kind of turn things off and you just accept whatever happens in front of you. Yeah. People kind of did that, but then after the movie, it just made people like, oh, what you know, what's going on? I, how do I tie all these things together? What, was the dream real? Was this movie a whole, the whole thing was I think fake? even if you don't understand it, like people that went to the theater, they still liked it. They were like, I don't know oh, yeah. what happened, but yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I'm so confused, but so many good stars. Yeah, and then see Leonardo's ass. What about Leonardo's that's, that, that's what the chicks say, dude. Is that yeah. what they say? Yeah. Oh. Probably You're, Tom Hardy. Probably Tom Hardy's ass. Yeah. Tom Hardy's. Do you think they say it about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Some of them. Some of them? Everyone has their type. Yeah. Do you think anyone says about Michael Caine? <laughs> I sure <laughs> sure there's Teddy some... White. There's some... Betty White's probably like, woo If I was ten years younger. <laughs> Dude, I was surprised at watching this movie with the cast. Like, people were showing up people on you screen. remembered that it was? Because you saw it the first time and you're like, Oh, I know who that is. I know who you are. Blah, blah, blah. But you watch it again for the third time and now, ten years later after this movie's come out and you're like, Triple A, Triple A, Triple A, Triple A, Double A. Yeah. I didn't realize how many good actors this yeah. movie had in it. Or you, you realize it. I, didn't remember i didn't realize it until i watched yeah. it again this so you've you've seen the movie two times i'd seen the movie two at least, times at least two times before you and you'd watch scenes and clips of the movie right. well and I like the music as well so i'd appreciate it and i'd go back and listen yeah. to like just a clip and then that clip would inspire me to watch the movie clip itself and be like oh i remember where this you know song was played in the movie let me go watch what yeah. was happening there yeah yeah and then this was our like third or more time yeah. watching it right and yeah, when you haven't seen a movie like Inception, which I think is going to be a classic for... I mean, I think it's just going to be a classic. It's The Matrix, I think, is pretty solidified on... It came out 21 years ago, and it's still talked about and viewed fondly. And it's it stood the test of time. Oh, yeah. And I think Inception is going to be the same way. People I think based Dark movies Mani, on that already. On The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the whole premise and the whole, like, is the world real and Absolutely. what is The Matrix and struggling with struggling with your like character well characters struggling with their identity and how they get to the point of like okay now now i've kind of figured things out and i can be the cool hero yeah yeah Yeah. the hero's journey um is reality real right yeah all that stuff and so I, i this movie came out 10 years ago in 2010 Ten-year anniversary. That's why. That's we plan this out, dude. We plan this, is this calculated. out, calculated. Yeah. Episode ten. No, but what's 11. funny, uh, going back a little nice. bit, what I was saying before is that this movie is, as we were watching it, I know, I don't know if you you felt this too, where I was like, this movie is gonna be too hard to talk about. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's hard to talk about. We're not gonna give you like the rundown of what happened. We're definitely not I can't break do, this do that. Down. Like yeah. it's too. There's too much stuff in it. A dream within a dream within a dream. Within a dream within a dream within a dream. Yeah. It's crazy. The whole movie was a dream. Because the movie starts out before they even show a single yeah. shot of a footage is the is the, is the um, trigger song. Like the 10 second warning, 10, 25 second warning song at the very beginning. Yeah, explain that. So, I guess Nolan used, I, fr- I forget the name of the song already. It's a French song. Some French song. Yeah, a French song that's used. Throughout the movie. The one where they put the headphones on right. and they play to say, Hey, you only have a few yeah, minutes yeah. left. Whoever's whoever's um, <clears throat> whoever's kind of like orchestrating the dream, they'll put that on the dreamers' headphones so that she sure. knows, hey, warn everyone else you have twenty five So it's twenty five seconds in real life when they put that headphones on and then it's twenty minutes in the dreamers twenty minutes in that dreamer's life. Anyway, it's some conversion, yeah. But. yeah. Um, so the use So that song. That song that song is slowed... Hans Zimmer slowed that down... Hans Zimmer? Yeah. Yep. Hans Zimmer slowed it down, and that's, like, the intro song. So as soon as you sit down in the theater, previews are over with, within five seconds, the song starts playing. And it and plays it slow rate. Right. right. It's the and slower that's that version beginning, of, like, like... that. It's a famous Inception song. Yeah. It's like... Dun, 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 and it gets louder, and then it cuts. And that is also the song that is used in the rest of the movie to, indi- to indicate when dreams are ending, or yeah when yeah when our dreams are ending like so. i'm about to kick you out yeah. of the dream so wrap up whatever you're yeah. doing and yeah so that's kind of like a metaphor for the people like hey your reality that you're in now before you got in the theater it's ended here's the dream that's that's a good point so it's like that's the thing that sits you down and for the next two and a half hours you're going to be two hours 28 minutes two, two hours 28 minutes which is the same length as the original well, song two hours and 28 minutes it was 2 minutes, 28 seconds. Right. What so, is that? Okay. Divided by 60? Yeah. that's the time. 2 hours and 28 minutes. If you divide by that 60, it's 2 minutes and 28 seconds, right? I don't know if you I think the, that converts. The movie so, is 2 hours, 28 minutes. Right, right, right. The song is 2 minutes, 28 seconds. Right. But you can't... We we looked that up in like a little did you hell. Know? oh, we didn't look it up. It was fed to us. It was fed to yeah. us. <laughs> Yeah. We're not that smart. To we did our details. research. <laughs> like, this movie's two hours I was, Oh my god, this song is... Oh. Dude, I was dreading getting on this podcast talking about, like, how are we going to... Are we going to go through scene by scene and, like, Hell, fix- Nope. No. You nope. Go watch this movie. Go watch it. Try to figure it out. It's, <laughs> it's it complicated. Comments, explain it I've twice. seen it before and I was confused the third time watching it. <laughs> I wasn't confused. I, I was picking it up on more details, but the movie itself is still a little bit kind of... I wouldn't say confusing. You don't have to answer this. Jolie, we, we're doing a podcast, hey. Jolie. What's up, babe? Yeah. You're interrupting, but you're on the show okay. now. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll talk... I'll call you after, all right? Okay. Good timing. <laughs> anyway. Cut. Cut. All right. Episode 12. All right. <laughs> Welcome to... Um, but no, I, I don't think we should go through... I don't, th- I don't think scene think We'll talk scene. about what we thought about the ending, but I, I ending. felt this movie was really packed. Like, it's almost too much stuff. It's a lot of good ideas and I loved it and they were really well shot and good action scenes, good actors, good dialogue, but it was just almost so much too much stuff, too many good ideas for one movie. And I can sort of go into what I mean by that. Okay, but, but I, I disagree with you. I'll say that. Okay, because it was good. I think it was good enough. I mean, Sorry, I don't mean to use enough. I think it was very good, but it kind of uses the uh, video game kind of mentality of like we're gonna make a game, but it's not just gonna be a game that you play through once and you put it away or sell it or put it on the yeah. Shelf. There's replayability. Yes, and so no one made a m- movie so deep, deep. I mean, obviously now ten years later we've kind of figured it out, but right after that there's it spurred. Like, it took a while. Yeah, it, for people to like figure it out wasn't figured out while keys. people were in the theaters. So oh like, no! Well, oh no! No no! I knew people that went in. Watching it three, yeah. four times, they were the take notebooks, right? And they would... Right, you're trying to figure it out. Like, oh, let me tie this detail and tie these details. Everybody was talking about it. I was in high school. I think you know, me and we were, uh, we're both why... in high school, and we were just, dude. Everyone was talking about it. That's why I don't. I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I don't. Sure. I don't think there was too much depth because you want that so that people keep talking about your movie. So you. I don't mean keep... it as a criticism. I just mean it's like it's hard to follow along because there's so there's like so many good ideas. Like you're mm. you're following the character and his internal struggle, which is. A, Almost a movie in and of itself. Just that Leonardo DiCaprio's character and the struggles with his wife. And then they have his wife who... She, her whole story of not knowing whether something's real. There's almost like a schizophrenia element of am I crazy, am I not crazy? And then she ends up killing herself uh, because she didn't think reality spoilers. was real. You should watch this movie. Uh, fuck off with the spoilers. If you, What are you doing if you we haven't seen We need to put spoilers like in our titles nowadays. It's all of it. Just... <laughs> You just know. Clicking on any one of ours. That's true. I guess you're not. Yeah. If you've never seen the movie before. Uh, I never. Whatever. I think I mention that every time. I gotta stop beating that dead horse. No, but it's... But anyway, so... And then the the fact that you have extractors that go into people's dreams is like almost a movie concept on its own. And then the way... The different levels and constructing reality within dreams and having mazes that uh, people try to navigate that's a whole another movie and I mean that's like four huge premises that they just smashed into one and made it work and so made that's it work very well it's oh, not yeah. just like oh we cobbled this together and just happened to like get through to the end this is like Nolan one the the pre prep they required for this movie could you imagine is insane could you imagine because he th- that just the fact alone that he like wanted to make this movie two hours and twenty minutes that literally has everything structured exactly here there's no gonna be like post production yeah we're gonna cut this movie down because yeah. we over you know overshot and we wanna cut this down it's like no I already know that I have two hours and twenty eight minutes this is what I gotta fill don't you love that when a director like Christopher Nolan That's has a huge a, vision he has a vision and he executes on it and he does it in every scene, in every prop, in every... Like, we just we just watched, like, a couple, like, videos and stuff to get ourselves prepped on explanations and things like that. Yeah, give us... A, yeah. Educate ourselves. Yeah, because we need fucking help with this one. <laughs> I mean, we were like, oh, God. This is... It, it was, like, an insurmountable task trying to... In retrospect, I should have watched the movie when we watched it a couple of days ago or yesterday or whatever it was. I definitely should have had a notebook out. Sure. Yeah. I had a notebook, but it was too much i stopped yeah. taking notes i was like this is one of those movies where you gotta be like all right can we pause like let me pause let me like we should do a podcast of like watch a scene talk about it watch a scene talk about it we we're should, not gonna do we, it for inception we could, but we could cut it down in a couple of years when we revisit this and we look back and cringe on our fucking shitty production <laughs> i would never cringe at us
1: i cringe at us i'm
0: cringing at us right now i only laugh yeah do you guys notice my posters no, they can't see them. They can't see them. I mean, you, they could tell can that something's way there way over there. This is what he's talking about. Yeah. No, I, they know what I'm talking about. So why did you? We'll have there. Are you going to have so many more that it's going to? Yeah, out I'm going to have. Stuff? I'm going to have Blade Runner. I'm going to have a couple other movie posters, and I'll take the camera and we'll we'll show them. Off. We'll show them off. The hell is Planet Terror? Planet Terror is. Do you remember Grindhouse? Yeah. From Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Uh, they did Grindhouse, which is two movies in one, Planet Terror, and Death Proof. Oh, I thought you liked Death Proof better. I liked De- Death Proof better. But there's no poster? I actually did get a poster oh. from Death Proof, but it was one of the ones that screwed up, so gotcha. I have to send it, or gotcha. they, they're going to send me another one. Yeah, this is half. Um, Look forward to the next episode when we have all of them. I'm surprised yeah. to see Ben-Hur up there. Ben-Hur is actually a great movie that went under the radar. Um, it It flopped. Huge production. I loved it. I gave it a 5 out of 5 when I walked out of the theater. I've only seen it the one time. Uh, Obviously, it's a remake from the classic. Interesting. (laughs) Can you not? Can you just be? (laughs) Anyway, back to the movie. Yeah, but back to Inception. Um, I guess what I'm thinking about, talking about for this podcast is what I liked about it, the strong opening that it had, and then the character of Cobb. Which is Leonardo DiCaprio, the main character. And by strong opening, do you mean like the beginning, first like scene before it transitions to him being The in first Mumbai thirty to forty minutes and setting up the premise of breaking into people's dreams and then the idea of inception. And then the rest of the movie was executing on that. And all that was great and I love that. But in my limited amount of focus and time and effort and energy, I I want to do that's what I would bring to, to this uh podcast. Alright, go ahead. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I could just start. Um. <laughs> the audience is waiting for us. Well, to start. Yeah. Can you guys uh, get to the point already? You know what's crazy about this movie is that uh, the criticism that you could put on it—not that I would, because I loved it—it's that. Well, it's you didn't too... say I. You said you. So. Yeah. So it's it's you're too assuming much. assuming someone else would. It's t- well. The this is what I've heard. It's too dialogue heavy. So. Too much talking. Cobb does too, too much... much explaining to Ariana. Yeah. It's. What was her name? Ariana. No, that's your girlfriend. Grande, Grande, that's the one. The ponytail. Isn't her name in the. No, her name was her some name. Greek. Uh, so we're talking about Ellen Page's character. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, I had it up. Who's the architect? Um, it's a Greek name, and it's um, goes back to some Greek. I have it. You want it? You yeah. Gonna guess? No, no, no. What guess? is it? You can guess. I don't want to. I don't want to guess. My phone's loading, so keep trying to guess. Oh, okay. I'll guess. Uh, it's Ad- Adriata or something. Okay, apparently it's Who, not gonna work. That is the character that... This might have been Greek or Roman or something. It's Greek. Helped whoever it was Odysseus. go Odysseus. Odysseus through the Minotaur maze? Yeah. Was no, it Odysseus? No, that's not Odysseus. Oh, what is his oh. name? He's in that movie, That other great movie that I really love. Oh, no, there's a Minotaur. He like uh, goes through the Minotaur maze. Oh, what is his name? Are you talking about a real movie or are you no, talking no, about a no, myth? T- well, there's a movie about it. It's like... Something the arrows black out the sun, three hundred? No, that's that quote. I misquoted actually. Her name is Ariadne. Ariadne. Ariana Grande. Oh, sag- it. What is that movie called? It's such a, another good movie. Troy. It's it's like Troy. Remember, he's he's a bad guy, and he, he has to, he gets the bow and he shoots it at the wall and the whole wall blows up and he's fighting with gods, and. uh Remember, there's gods that are overlooking, looking, like, and they kind of come down and they help him. So I've not seen that movie, oh. but that was um, was it like? It wasn't God of War. That was a no, video game. No, but it was like Egyptian gods or something. Like no, it was like Greek gods. Yeah, it has it has Liam Neeson in it. it. Has um, yikes. He gets helped by.
1: I not think I know what you're saying. It's I, not think I think Odysseus. I...
0: I, I know the movie, it's just I I won't be able to... I, I can't remember the name. I've never seen it. I never remember the name. I have it. I've down... I've bought it. <laughs> <laughs> you can admit to pirating I, I, movies. It's, not, they're yes. not going to come after you. <laughs> no! <laughs> I would never. Alright, we're going we're gonna to Google Liam Neeson. Is it Egyptian Gods? No. No, it's not. I don't need updates for him. Just give me his movies. Where is it? Oh. Clash of the Titans? Nope. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Nope. That movie's garbage. That's kind of why I've not seen it. I've skipped over it. Dude, you're talking about (laughs) Taken. Oh, it wasn't in here. Did I. He he requested that Google take it off the list. (laughs) No, it's a good movie by all accounts. It's definitely not Clash of the Titans. Okay. Well, if you think of it... Wrath of the Titans. Wrath will. of the... I'm bored by this. Can we move on? Yeah, go ahead. All you right. start talking about your notes. I'll figure okay. it out. It'll come to me as So I, as I Google it. First of all, I just love that it. this is an original IP. Right. Um, it's not copying anything. It's never been it, done before. It's not based on a book. It's not based on... Uh, you know, there was a time before Marvel movies, and really? They actually had real, you know, it wasn't a comic book character, um, wasn't a sequel, and wasn't a remake. It was its total new intellectual property. So I like that about it. Um, then, I guess, just the character himself of Thomas Cobb, is he's kind of like a flawed expert so what i liked about him is that he's he's like the best in his field but he's got a lot of problems like internal psychological problems and those kind of make for the most interesting characters um your main character you want them to be fleshed out and you want them to be lived in and feel like a real person and i think leonardo dicaprio is such a good um, cast uh, for this main character because he has like it seems in the first couple scenes that he's he's kind of damaged and we're sort of figuring out his past but he's an expert in his field and he shows that he's an expert he's, he's doing things he's uh, I mean the opening few scenes it's him going into someone else's dream and then another level deeper and so you're first sitting there getting hit with this information of wait He's inside someone's dream, and then he does it again. And the way he's trying to accomplish uh, the task or the mission is so interesting. And then we find that he has a personal flaw that makes him interesting. And throughout the entire movie, that flaw, um, which is actually the the death of his wife, which we later learn that he caused by uh, doing the title of the movie, Inception, Incepting is that the word Incep- to say set he put into her mind no, let's figure this out except yeah. it's in- not incepting it's um i guess you can't use it in that tense would you That's in- that's not like incept. a common word you incepted he incepted 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 an idea no is that how you would say it i don't it? think so maybe not You have to use it in a past tense, as opposed to extracting something. So you can, you know, you could break into someone's mind and inserted something, but that's not. Yeah, you could break into someone's mind and extract information. So you know, um, he used Inception to do this, but he planted an idea, which is a cool concept. Because how do you how do you persuade someone or change someone? Because people are pretty like, I I actually work in my job is in change management, and it's there's a science, a business, a of fundamentals of how to change an organization um how to change people that are working in a job like hey guys we're all going to switch over to this new system it's a big change but here's how we're going to do it most people are resistant to change so how do you change their mind um to get them to do what you want and i mean there's you could argue that there's like oh that's unethical to try to force someone it's manipulation it's persuasion but if you do it the right way, you can almost make it feel like it's not their, um, that it is their idea. Right. So, but right. what were we showing uh, me? So that movie I was trying to talk about is, uh, it's called The Immortals. Immortals. Me, it's just Immortals, and the hero, who, was referenced when we were trying to look up the mythology of who, uh, Ariadne. No, yeah. Ariadne. Ariadne. That's Ariadne. A name. That's, no, Ariadne, the, played by Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, So that mythical... That mythical character... Character is something that helped Theseus. Theseus. Theseus is the Greek. Correct. Theseus. Like the and Seus. Okay. Uh, Or the and This movie is great too, but it's also like... That kind of like... It's a modern day adaptation of what that story was about. So Ariane, her character name in this movie helps... Um cob cob yeah you know by doing the maze and all that stuff so it's a throwback to that story so this is also so it has mickey rourke in it and henry cavill i, highly I like i like mickey rourke and then henry cavill is dude, obviously a, he's like, the man yeah, now started, with the witcher did you see it anyway i, I watched yeah. all of the witcher yeah uh great series by the way yeah you, they're already starting on he's recording up oh, yeah season two, they right. they like greenlit it yeah within the first dude, weeks it was huge. It yeah. got a lot like of... It broke records, right? Like, most streams... And Netflix doesn't release it, but there's other companies yeah. that... I don't Analyzing know how they data. track, but yeah. they've... they've had, oh, they know... buy the data from people who are purchasing the data that Netflix sells it to and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. We're, we're very... Um, all over the place. All over the place with this. But, I mean, you can, I don't know if you They can were, follow but... us. If they can follow Inception, they can follow us. If you can follow Surely. Inception. <laughs> <Sure>. but, but <laughs> this is even hard. I, I don't know if you were able to listen, but I, I hit on a couple of those ideas. I did. Um so i mean that's what i liked about the main character the, kind of the flawed expert and um i mean he they start off the movie saying that Inception's not possible but then there's always layers that we peel back and actually it is possible actually it's just very hard to do um and tom hardy i think literally says that that's one of the knocks that the movie gets i feel like for most people it's like this movie takes too many leaps and bounds and it's like yeah i thought no, so it, just it, it was just, crazy though yeah just sit there in in assume that it what's what's happening on the screen is is okay just kind of go with it i i agree but the other side to thinking about that is a good movie can be done with one good idea one good premise and this movie just had too many like i don't want to say too many it's not just enough it had a lot of premises sure but it was still just enough you know i wasn't i wasn't hung up on details of like oh, well, that that doesn't hold up, or that's not applicable, or that's not, like, that's not realistic. Like, even the, you know, they keep bringing these suitcases out to put people into these dream states as a group a group dream. And they keep, like, ripping these cords out of this huge briefcase and ripping this cord and ripping I like this the, cord. Yeah. And never once they show a fucking intravenous thing. That's how they're doing it. And never once do they worry about, this is the mechanical workings of this briefcase. And I don't. This is a group... Dream machine. That's they kind of just—they kind of just like tape it yeah, on they, people they, and they, they fall asleep. Yeah, like, <laughs> they, they just, like, the, the camera view was always just like from stomach up, yeah. and their hand is like below, and you never see it. At all. never see it. And yeah. you don't have to worry about. It. You don't have to worry about how this machine works. You don't have to worry about the stuff that they want you to worry about. Is kind of like given to you, and so that was my actually favorite part of the movie. You liked the beginning. I liked when he like goes to his dad. His dad's like, "Hey, here's Ellen Page," and he like starts explaining how things work. That stuff. Kinda, Wait, he like, goes turns to whose dad? Uh, Cobb's dad. Cobb goes his to his father in law. Michael Caine. Mar- Michael Crane. Michael Caine. Michael Crane. <laughs> You're, you grew up in England? Your I, Jackson, dude. dude, I lost it because I got my. I did grow up in England. Yeah. For. Till I was like six mm-hmm. or seven. And then we came to America and I had a little accent. Kids used to make fun of me, so, so I lost it. it. Yeah. Dude, I'm leaving one, so dude. many chicks' numbers <laughs> on the table that I could have had. Do you understand? If I had, you want me to dial Julie back real quick? Oh my god, she would love me so much more <laughs> if, it, if, it, if I had a little British accent. She would. Oh, it's uh, a shame. Let me get my Spanish accent going. Yeah, represent the home country, the mother, yeah. the motherland. Yeah, you, except for yours would be Spain because that's where your family's from, and they speak. This says "Hey gracias," okay? They go Gracias. "Gracias." Gracias. Gracias. (laughs) You can't even do it without gracias, dude. I I did it. I did it for like eight weeks while I was in Spain. But you're still saying gracias. No, I would say gracias. Gracias. You do it because everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. it. You sound weird if you don't. Yeah. You sound. You sound like a lesser span. Lesser of a Hispanic person because you're not using the original Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. They think they're better than everyone. Honestly, it would be like because we are. Sorry, Julie. They they're like the original kind of snobby yeah yeah <laughs> i love how you're like "Gore, you can go there you'll fit in fine but i'm not snobby at all no they're snobby but they're, there's a lot of they're people snobby in to Spain. other hispanic people but they're not as snobby to like others for themselves like it's not a snobby community of a bunch you know there's like cliques in in our world where it's like cliques of snobby people tend to stick yeah. together and go well, around in groups the people in this like there's musicians in the city of madrid that like sit there and talk to you and they're like chill people and you know I mean, every major city has that. So, like, there's, there's a lot of chill people there. There's definitely some snobs, but that was my impression. I don't know. Do you think people them, right? around the world enjoyed this movie as much as Americans? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Sure, I mean, I think so. Do you think the subtitles or the content kind of gets lost. lost on? Yeah. You know? I think a lot of it. Just on the words that they say and the numbers and interpreting things differently based on what the interpreter says like obviously you don't have someone who's like a director i'm directing in my language and then i'm gonna pick who gets to interpret it and then have someone interpret that interpretation back to me into english and make sure that it translates properly that's just like too many layers of like worrying about things that are just you you bring up a really good point because the best movie to export to the rest of the world is like transformers or marvel or force awakens like Everything's you, straightforward on the screen. There's you not... don't have to listen yeah. to anybody talk. It could be like um, all of it, no subtitles, nothing. But you could follow it. Yeah. I watched. Um, okay, I, the opposite happened to me. I was in Spain and I watched X Men Apocalypse, and we went to the wrong theater, and they didn't. They didn't have any subtitles, and so it was all in Spanish. Like usually they have Spanish films, but you could. Re- it was dubbed. Go for the one for. Sometimes they're dubbed, but because you know, it's in Spain, it's it's dubbed in 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 Spanish. They don't have any English dubs, but they have English subs on some of them because they know they have lots wait, of wait. tourists. So it's either you go to the theater and it's in English. No, audio, it's never in English. And then they have sub- Spanish subtitles or it's Almost audio never. Spanish with English subtitles. It's always audio Spanish. <laughs> always audio Spanish. So never From what I heard, okay, I okay. you know, from your experience, how many times did you go to movies in Spain? I went a couple times. Okay. And one time I messed up and chose the one without English subtitles. Oh. So I it, you don't remember the movie. And guess I'll what? I that one. Again. I, I followed it. I watched War, War, Warcraft, the movie, okay. like that. And I watched X Men Apocalypse, both. But Warcraft had subtitles, and Apocalypse did not. Yeah, Warcraft and I followed has, it perfectly. Warcraft I was like, it oh. has subtitles because subtitles are in the movie itself already, I believe. No, maybe not. I'm trying to think, like, in Warcraft. It was such a bad movie. I don't remember whether or not it had subtitles for the orcs and. All that stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was okay. So you were you able to follow X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah. Without, without subtitles? Didn't understand anything they were saying. Yeah. I mean, I could pick up here and there. wasn't too much dialogue in there anyway. And it's just big explosions. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, this guy's the bad guy, and yeah. they just pissed that guy off, and now they're going to go fight and find the thing. and yeah, Assemble the team. So those are perfect movies to export to the rest of the world. Yeah. But Inception it's session, tough. Revenant probably all the movies that we've done so far The Revenant is like translate. a beautiful like movie like it's, cinematically and there's not pleasing. a lot of dialogue with in, in that one that's true I guess that's fair do you have is this yeah is this rotating is this just one picture that's on the whole time it's just one picture oh okay yeah that's funny I'm trying to make it thematic by the way do you like what's her name the Ellen Page no the other chick That's her character name. The the wife. Um, I don't have strong thoughts one way or the other. She's a good actress. She is a good actress. I would not give her a high rating. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Just on my personal, like, scale. I like the character. I thought she played a... I thought she acted the part really well. Of Mm -hmm. kind of... Marion Cotillard. Is she French? I think so. Yeah, French actress. I don't know how to say her name, that's another problem. She's cute, but she's not pretty to me. Yeah, she's she's pretty, but she she played kind of like I don't want to sound like mean or rude or but she kinda of played the evil crazy wife really well. Um, but I think that's more a testament to her acting crazy? skills. Well she's, the not crazy. Is, she's not and she wasn't underhanded. But literally by the definition of inception where you're planning this idea, you literally cause her to be insane. Because as, isn't that what an insane person does is like they try to do things over and over again or, or this – I'm not in the right reality or or things are distorted and, and you know I'm acting be, beyond the scope of normal. Exactly. So I don't think she was necessarily – what did you what what say? The, the crazy I think I, Did I say crazy? I, I guess you did. I guess schizophrenia is kind of crazy. That's how I – yeah, you just blink we'll it. everyone, <laughs> everyone's not normally You know, crazy. you know they say it's like not good to say crazy, like yeah. it's like ableist language. <laughs> like I can't keep up, but like it's you can't say a retard they, anymore. They and you can't a... say gay anymore. Yeah, I get the, the gay thing. Yeah, I get all that. You stuff. can't definitely can't say that. <laughs> Whoa, I'm nervous. You said it right now, but no, it's right. It's true. Well, if I said the f word, then people would be like, "What? You say f slur that? word. That's how I say it. F slur word. F slur. And then the n slur word. Yeah, definitely no n slur word. <laughs> We do not have... No. We just made everyone say we it don't in their history. The though. <laughs> I know, it's Louis C. The K's. best Louis C.K. joke Dude, ever. that oh, is the bad guy, you can't even say Louis C.K. anymore, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Muhammad Ali. Oh! Yeah. yeah. I'm not... Holy Muhammad. <laughs> what is his name? Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali? No, no, no. The, the, uh, Jesus of... Of the Quran. Muhammad, uh, Yeah, it's just, it's just Muhammad. Muhammad? The Prophet Muhammad? he doesn't have a last. He doesn't have a last name. Yeah. Muhammad. Muhammad Christ. Oh, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> we're, too, we're too. small of fail. We're Too small. Of not fail. to worry about. Oh Jesus Corey. Why are you taking right, us on down track, these back dark on paths? Track, back on I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, not looking. Not looking. Not, not there. Yeah, you're kind of camera shy. Yeah. Yeah. Not like it's just, dude. So I don't. Mind. I just don't it's feel like I'm photogenic. So I just. You're way photogenic. I think so. Oh, thanks, buddy. I see good pictures of you. Okay. Yeah. I can't stand my own voice or how I look on pictures. I've just learned to ignore it. Yeah. You just put it out there and... <clears throat> Same. Yeah. Try to make my deep, my voice deeper when I'm on the mic. Yeah. yeah I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um... I never know how to transition when you like made me do this, so but I just I just segue this this full left. I just have to I just kind of ignore it and go on. Let's well, we're gonna move forward. Ninety degrees to the left, back on topic. What I liked about Thomas Cobb, our main character, was that uh, he was positive over negative. Uh, stop laughing. So he's po- <laughs> Do you want another drink? I'm just kidding, no, no. We're we're, we're um, no, I have plenty of Mountain Dew left. That's what I'm Plenty of Mountain Dew. Um Can we energize for this? No, I liked that he was positive over negative. So he he even stated something which I, again, uh, kind of like going back to change management. Like you can convince people to. Sorry, there's video. again. Yeah. you can. <laughs> you can convince people to, uh, like, change by hitting them with a stick. Right? Like you can like punish people, and they'll they'll physical, actually react. Physical punishment. Yeah. Or just. Well, it's the same thing as kids, them... right? Yes, and it's effective. Like you can get behavioral change out of people by punishing them for, obviously, it's used all the time, right? But there's a downside. But, and the downside is, uh, that they won't succumb to it. They, it's actually better and possibly more effective if you use positive emotion and positive reinforcement. Yeah, instead of negative. Like I, I took a a psychology class. It was more like sex psych psychology, but it still like talked about you know raising kids, you know posts, and. You are always encouraged, or it's more effective and scientifically proven that it's more effective in teaching that if something's done and you want to reinforce it, then you give positive reinforcement. Negative reinforcement, especially like physical like pain, yeah, is not not something that like encourages someone to stop doing what they're doing. It's, but you will see it changes. enables resentment. Sure, yes, it's effective on the long term or on the short term. Yeah. but in the long term, it's not effective. Yeah. So if you you know that's <clears throat> that's kind of why like totally different subject of yeah kids and and parents and stuff like that against uh what's what's the term the pc term nowadays helicopter parents no no not helicopter um i guess it's kind of that but there's a term for like corporal corporal punishment um yeah like it's like physical physical physical, uh punish or physically it's not beating your kid because that steps kind of over the line Is corporal punishment the right term i know what you're saying like there's a term for it, right? Like, the PC term of, like, no corporal punishment. No of, spanking, no hitting, right, no right. slapping. You're definitely not allowed to do that in schools, but there's people who look down or judge parents who are using corporal punishment to instill fear or to uh, discipline your kids. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I kind of struggle with that sometimes because I'm a product of corporal punishment in a little bit. Does your dad hit you or your mom? Both. See, I...
1: My uh, that was more my dad, I guess.
0: My mom kind of did. And dad, not so much. He just, he found different ways. Yeah. But he, yeah, it was just weird. It's like, yeah. I don't know if it, I think it's just background. I think your dad is Spanish, so it's just like. That's true, that's true. You know. And your dad is military, so that's. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have turned out differently if I had not used that. So that's why I kind of struggle nowadays. It's like people who are against that kind of corporal punishment, it's like. I understand you If you, you had kids, would you uh, use... I don't... That's, that's, that's what I'm kind of alluding I would, to because I don't... I'm not sure I would because I know that scientifically or community or that the people who are informed and they have done this research and stuff, they show that it's not as effective as just doing positive reinforcement. Well, I think most of and it's out of frustration. Like yeah. And, you know, yeah. kind of getting a little bit personal, that was how every time my parents kind of used um, a little bit more force... They didn't know what else to do. Yeah, it was yeah. Out of, It was because I was annoying the shit out of them. Yeah. I was bugging them, right? It's like, it's kind of on me and... I, it got to the point where I was old enough and I was like... And I would get hit. Like, you know, not bad. It's just like... Poof, and I was like, oh, I kind of deserve that. Yeah. And then... It, but... And some of it would be anger back. Right. And now we're fighting and yelling. But... Well, that, that kind of, like, shows a little bit more of, like, your intelligence, especially probably at a younger age. Sure. Just to, to realize that, oh, they're doing this and I kind of deserve that. But you're making that connection of, like, I'm getting punished because I did this thing. Whereas some people get punished and they're like, why did I get punished? And they don't make the connection between what I did was wrong and that I probably shouldn't do that anymore. If I don't want to get hit and kind of along that line as well as like, Oh, I kind of like that punishment. So I'm going to keep doing it. And yeah. like, because my parents hate me doing that, I'm going to keep doing it. Cause I'm in that rebellion stage. There's like so many different avenues that a kid can take. So that's I think, why I, I struggle if with, I, if I had kids, I'm not sure what I would do. If I had kids, I do not think, and of course every parent says something I'm, in, in, in an of, action. Of yeah. course. And I'm, I'm I, uh, know a guy who just had a kid and he's just going through hell in the first year uh i'm I'm very close talking with him and he's just it's tough out there for him and and i could see that frustration of you're on low sleep your kid comes home he's not doing his grades and you know just do a quick hit like i get it so i'm not judging quick hit of what oh no not oh uh, hitting the kid (laughs) quick hit of what My bad. Maybe they need to take a hit of something. Cause <laughs> you chill the fuck out. <laughs> Here's no some CBD oil, yeah. honey, You calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hot as shit in here. You mind if we turn on the? I do mind, actually. I'm just kidding. No, you're, The computer's yeah. building. It. No, but I'll, load I'll, I'll. I'll just say, I'll say to you. No, but I think if I had Let's kids, say no. I'll say it to you. Um, if I had kids, I don't think I would yell at them, and I don't think I would hit them because I think there are more effect. I don't think it's effective, and I think there are more effective ways. Now you can't always positive. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? It's not that kind of live stream. What? That kind of recording. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> they can't see. Me. <laughs> how did? How did Inception? Did you have any idea we're gonna talk about, uh, like, how to raise a kid, punishment and stuff? I. I don't this, know. How this we is get the beauty here. of this format. We can go off topic wherever we want. Yeah. And someday in the future we'll put timestamps. <laughs> it's all the. So I'm scrolling down, skipping. Yeah. We encourage skipping. <laughs> no, Scri- skip Let's it all. to these. These the clip that's about to happen when I timestamp it. Yeah, you know, that's about the movie. That you know, that's just generic. Gore and Michael talking about the movie they watched. But this this clip that you skipped over, you're missing out, guys. You're missing out. Gotta come back. I'll do, I'll do a little like Inception in the next <laughs> rabbit. <Wah. laughs> Yeah, it would be, like, scroll down the timestamp and, like, screw them up. Put them up 20 seconds before. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we should make this podcast two hours and 28 minutes and be like, hey, I no! Damn oh, no. I'm not doing that kind of... This is... It's really hard to do the left one and you've been doing the right one for so long. There we go. On camera. <laughs> Did you hear my shit crack? Cartilage breaking down. How old are <sighs> you now? 27. Oh. <laughs> It's <laughs> dapper or anything. No, that's exactly how it starts, dude. You start doing... You wake up in the morning on time, you're like, whoo! Made it. Dude, you have been known as the guy... We just got back from playing Magic. We did two-headed giant. We got... You play four matches. We did three wins, one one loss. Wasn't our fault too much on that loss. It was okay. But... You, that's what you do. You, you're like, got the land I need! Damn bottom! <laughs> <laughs> that's... And everyone, everyone knows you at the store for that, too. So, someone who has played Magic way before I did and has recently come back into our kind of like community at the store. We played uh last Friday and he just happened to be sitting next to me yeah. and my friend Matt Zeke was in front of me and you know, we're just carrying on. This match is like irrelevant. Executive exactly producer Matt Zeke. Yeah 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 <clears throat> <clears throat> he's sponsored. Sponsor. Uh he, he paid for all the equipment you see here. Lion Tech Services <laughs> <laughs> Lion Tech Services. Sponsor the show, paid for everything <laughs> If all you our like expenses. our production now I'm doing, paid for by Zeke. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Zeke. Special shout out. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm playing this match, and so my friend Angel or my new friend Angel and i yeah. was playing with Zeke, and I just like happened to do something with Zeke that I just dabbed. And Angel saw me do it, and I just kept doing it throughout the match, and I started like getting closer, and <laughs> I was just like interrupt his match while I'm dabbing into it. I mean, <laughs> He starts doing it. He's like, "Oh, okay." And he starts dabbing into me, and we're just carrying on this match. Was, and you now, now, now it's our running a joke. You guys are the two grown We'll show up at each other, and we'll start to shake. And we'll just dab into each other. <laughs> so funny. Now yeah. you got the camera. You can actually show. It's, it's perfect. Adult. Yeah, dude. Are you? What are you about to be? Thirty. Thirty going on. 12? I just turned twenty-two, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you t- set your Tinder age? Tell Actually, <laughs> can do that right what's now? What's your what's your Tinder age? Uh, what's the lowest it goes? Oh, the people. A comedian like, had a joke. He's like, I said, I had to set it to eighteen because it doesn't go lower. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know who said that, but what do you set yours at? What's the minimum? Uh, I don't even know. Twenty-two. I think so. I went back and listened to your Tinder experiences from episode two. Yikes! That was hilarious. Oh, is it really? Yeah, good? it was. No, it was good. Okay. It was. How do I find out those settings? Obviously. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yikes. I think it, I think my account reset, so I, I don't have current settings. I don't swipe anymore. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Tinder's fake. It's full bots. <clears throat> I mean, to give you a limited amount now. They always have. You always had a limited amount of likes. Not always. Yeah. No, there was a there was For a day. Four years that I've been swiping, I've always had limits. When I was on it. Years ago. Years. In alpha stage. Years ago. Like one year ago. <laughs> Just kidding. He's kidding, Jolie. Just kidding. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Alright, time stand back to... You gotta keep them competitive. Back to Inception. <laughs> you gotta keep them on their toes. Listen, I got 14 other s- bots that I could go talk to right now. <laughs> You want me to hang out with your family? Not today. Not today. I got Tinder girls. <laughs> uh, no. Um, we, oh, because we were talking about positive over negative. Uh, no, but that's what it, our character, he was like a good guy. Like, part of a movie is you almost have to. Oh, he's definitely a good guy. The, the thing that happened to his wife was something totally unintentional. It was unfortunate. He was trying to save her. He's trying to bring her out of this deep dream state back to reality. And the only way that he saw what to do it was to kind of like trick her and that's what she said You like you betrayed me that wasn't his intent unfortunately the end result caused her to like you know it's like a double edged sword you're like trying to get her out but it ended up you know much worse than it was so what I you, still think he's a really good character what do you think about good like morally character moral character I think he's trying to do the right thing yeah. but because he was trying to do the right thing he he should have gotten an Oscar for this yeah he eventually got one but what I was going to ask you, what do you think the ethics of um, trying to, like, if you have the ability to go into someone's mind without them realizing it, and, tr- and inserting something and making them change, and they wake up and they just fill with this idea. Because that's not a very, I don't want anyone to do that to me. Hmm. Are you worried about, like, that happening in the future? Like what, the what's, pre- what's No, I'm not. The premise of the movie was you could go and decide someone's dreams without them realizing it. As they did with Fisher Jr. Right. Which, by the way, even that actor was someone that you like. I mean, he was the bad guy, the scarecrow, in scarecrow Batman and Batman Begins. Batman. That's like the first time that I remember seeing this character yeah. and enjoying how he, he acted. He's and great. Ever since then, I always refer to him, oh, it has the guy from, you know, Batman Like, everyone's seen Batman Begins. So it's like, yeah, the scarecrow from Batman That guy. Peaky Murphy. Blinders. I can only remember his name. Murphy. Yeah. It's chilling. Chilling Murphy. Chilling Murphy. I heard the guy say it on the video that we watched, and I was like, I didn't even know how to pronounce that. Yeah. And Google doesn't tell me how to pronounce it. Get out of here, Tinder. I'm not talking about you anymore. <laughs> Cillian. So that's how it's spelled. Cillian? Cillian Murphy? But that's not how you say it. You say it like Chilean Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He's Irish, so how do you say it? Speaking of Irish, guess what happened this weekend? Uh, Conor McGregor died. Conor McGregor, no, he didn't die. Might, though, after partying, because Conor McGregor... People ask, how is Jillian Murphy pronounced? Irish actor Katriona Balfe from Outlanders regularly baffles people with the pronunciation of her name, which is derived from the name Catherine. That's the wrong that fucking a person. Fucking help me. Oh, okay. Killian. Can, can I Killian. finish my point? Killian. 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 Killian Murphy. Conor McGregor kicked Donald Cerrone's ass last night. No, he kicked him in the fucking face. Dude. That's what he did. No, he shouldered him, got Showed bloody, him nose. Ki- kicked him, and then punched the shit out of him. What's he's a su- comeback. What's, what's crazy is the subtle, uh, the subtle shoulder. What is that? Uppercut? So he came in strong, and Donald uh, Cerrone, the like cowboy Cerrone, like, dodged it, and then C- Cerrone, is, like, he's a wrestler, so uh, he just gets close to someone. But the thing that mcgregor did was like if you're close to me and your shoulder is like i'm just gonna hit you with my shoulder break your nose he backs up kicks him in the head because he's all wobbled and punches the shit out of him fight over in 40 seconds yeah and uh mcgregor well that's what i mean needed that, this. that shoulder move was so subtle like in the replays you're not gonna be able to see that you need like i didn't turn it nobody English saw it live like yeah. we were all like what how did yeah, that happen yeah. how right. was he so jarred yeah because you see his bloody face and you're like well, how did it yeah did he get hit yeah, you're so, just not surprised. You're not braced at all for someone to just throw their shoulder up when you're that close. Like, you're looking for arms Super creative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a uh, versatile fighter he is. Well, he's trying to make a comeback after he lost to Mayweather. Yeah, because he's been... Su- Dude, if McGregor... I was telling everybody, like, as we were watching, I was like, if McGregor... Because I thought Donald Sorney was going to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. If McGregor doesn't win this, like, he will not be known. Like, oh, that he was a, a one-hit wonder yeah, sort exactly. of... Like, you know, he had a run, but... Did you see uh, Mayweather? <laughs> <laughs> what do he say? Posted. Mayweather, McGregor, two. Twenty twenty, really? Re- t- nineteen minutes after the fight, really? Yeah, yeah. I. He got he's like like twenty thousand likes within nineteen minutes. It'll sell a ton of tickets. Everyone's like, "My Did he run out of money already? They <laughs> like, can't run out of money. It's too much. Yeah, taking donations. Too small to fail. Too small to fail. No, off the rails. I think. I don't know. Viewers, you decide. Well, I was straw poll. I mean, this this screenshot right here even shows how much, like, star power was in this movie before it was star power. No, th- Leonardo DiCaprio was obviously famous. Famous, but he hadn't, like, won his big award yet. He hadn't done, you know, the that was That was at his height, I would say. 2010? In that era where he did, like, The Revenant, which he got the Academy Revenant Award for. Revenant was two years ago. The Revenant was longer than two years ago. You just want to look everything up today. I want to fact check you. That's the beauty of technology. That's not the beauty of technology. What is the beauty of technology? 2015. Yikes. Holy shit. Time flies when you're having fun. 2015? That's a great fucking movie. So, I haven't seen this movie since it came out. So, five years is, uh, I think, good enough for me to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Yikes. Um... So you're talking like 2015 to 2005 like that no time like he, just was his, his, his he was in he was in wolf of wall street yep. he was in inception he was he was in like a bunch of big movies titanic yeah obviously <laughs> idiot <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> i gotta i gotta chill on that i was i was bad the last episode i literally listened to it i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> the shitting on my pot my co-host yeah my, my co-host yeah do much longer yeah I can't do it anymore, sir, please. No, you didn't answer my ethics question. I did, I thought he was an ethical actor. Ethical character. But what he's doing by incepting into people's minds is not ethical. Like what what the group is trying to do. Because Saito, the financer of the of the whole operation, is just a selfish businessman. Trying to overtake the other corporation was he selfish though? Did you hear his explanation of why he wanted to take Cill- cillians Siliens? Chill. <laughs> what is it? Murphy. I just fucking said it. Why can I not remember how to pronounce? Charlie it. Murphy? No. Okay. The uh, scarecrow. <laughs> God damn it! I just looked it up. Cillian? I don't think it's Cillian. Mr. Murphy. Mr. Murphy's character's father. So that's that's Saito's trying to take over his business. And the re- the rationale he gives him is because if if he inherits this uh I guess cl- energy conglomerate, then they control, you know, the whole Southeast Asia, you know. They just have a huge monopoly on it. So he's trying to prevent that so that he dissolves that empire so that his business can still compete and there are still other kind of like, instead of there just be one big thing that just kind of gets to monopolize everything, kind of like Comcast and stuff like that here in America and like you just get to dictate whatever you want and charge people and you just can't do anything about, because it's person versus corporation. So I think Saito's rationale of like, we don't want this to become, we don't want him to become kind of like the, another almost nation because there's such a big corporation. We want him to dissolve it that way. The rest of us can't compete, and there's still kind of that um, um, capitalist kind of uh, com- competition. Competition, so everyone kind of wins in that in that instance. So I don't think Saito was trying to be like selfish about it. He was like, "Okay, I'm trying to prevent something that's going to be, or I guess it's I a did, lesser I did two hear years. that, but I I kind of like." Almost didn't believe it. I was I like, oh, You think it's that's just, just a... his excuse to convince the rest of the characters to do what he wants? Yeah, I just thought that was like an unimportant part of the movie where you just have that's some. Part of, you know, he doesn't have that many lines. He's dying most of the movie. He's just psyched <laughs> <fucking laughs> and bleeding. Yeah. So his lines are like kind of important to his character. So. No, he had lots that's of That's an dialogue. unfair judgment if you say you're not paying attention to his lines and then you make a judgment about his character. No, he had uh, tons of lines of dialogue early on in the movie that kind of set up the why we're doing this heist and i'm not sure the whole movie was 100 percent in the right like is it right to go into someone's dreams like okay fisher jr went on an airplane fellas was drugged fell asleep and then he had six people enter his mind and convince him to do something when he woke up that incept, he incept, incept an idea in his mind and now the rest of his life is altered in the direction I don't want people doing it to me and I, don't, I almost don't care about the reasoning is that and I, there's not a right answer but, I mean that was just the premise of the movie but is that the right thing to do and so Cobb I think did it ethically but almost by the nature it's like you could be an ethical bank robber and that's kind of like we follow Ocean's 11 Ocean's 12 those movies are great what they're doing on the face of it is not ethical but that kind of makes it exciting and this is sort of the same thing but it's even more because you're psychologically changing people yeah I guess you're right, because especially when we find out that he has, like, taken training to undergo defense to keep people from being able to exactly. him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which is a... That was a cool premise of it. Imagine sitting with someone and training your mind so that if people try to... This technology exists in this world. People can enter your mind, so subconscious has to be very strong. And then they underhandedly used his subconscious... Against himself to get closer to him, right? Like they they broke the fourth wall, you could say. And and uh, I'm Mr. Um, Was it? Is it Mr. Richards? Cobb assumes a character that's like I'm here. I'm the head of your security uh, inside your dreams. Yeah, Mr. Richards. Was it Mr. Richards? And they basically convinced Fisher's subconscious that they're safe, like. Oh, i'm actually here to help protect you instead of like uh, so they lied uh, to him yeah, yeah. yeah and christopher nolan movies are always like layers upon layers like oh, that yeah. and dark knight was definitely um that's gonna be it's on our list it's on our list to on watch 15 at least I, I think we said episode 15 gonna be the joker but who like, cares do i need to add that to the list oh yeah add that to the list we'll do it right now while i'm thinking yeah. about it since i don't yet. feel like this this podcast is going very well why I don't know. I feel like we're jumping around too much. It's okay. They're enjoying it. If they're not, they're gonna click onto the next video that we make. Highly encourage that. <laughs> no, stay. Here. stay here. Like, subscribe, donate. <laughs> to just, our... just put it on mute and <laughs> open a new tab. <laughs> donate to our Patreon. Tweet our at page... me. <laughs> like my Instagram posts. But um, oh, well, you're scaring them away. I know. But Cobb says, uh, the the truth is is important. So. The truth that will that was, set you was No, that was a really important point is that when you're trying to con- like extract something from someone's mind or go into you want to tell them the truth, use the truth. And so uh, what how they did this is uh, the well, young the son said disappointment and so disappointment they turned it around to say well actually your father would be disappointed if you tried to be like me. That wasn't what the father said, but you use the truth and expand upon it. Right. And yeah, I that's that's kind of a good guy thing to do. Twisting the truth. Well, you're not lying to people, but you're. See, that's the thing. They're using the kernel of truth and blowing it up to their own reasons. But um, you yeah, are lying think- to them. You're hiding the truth. The truth was the dad is disappointed in how the son turned out we don't know that for sure but that's what is alluded to but by twisting that truth to fit your own version of the truth that you want portrayed in essence is a lie because it's not the truth anymore it's like it's still a white lie. but it's still it's if i when you're trying to influence people and get people to do something do the right thing or you have to start with a set of values and say. My set of values is I care about, like, let's say I, I work for a hospital, so it's like a set of values is making sure the patients are 100% best taken care of. Care of. So it's not that we do processes in the hospitals that helps ourselves. Like, oh, I just write this this way because it's easier for me to remember. It's like, well, what about when you present to the, that to the patient and the patient takes their medical record and looks through it and they look – and, like, what you wrote was – Gobbledygook, and I want to know what you actually, what procedure was done on me, what part of my body, why is that bad, and customers always right. I mean, if you start with that value, you can conduct business and make sure that it's customer centric. Um, So, starting with those same values, trying to start with the value of Saito, we're going to. do this cuz it's the right thing because we're saving the most amount of people by tearing apart this corporation and the son needs to not take on his father's role and the son needs to do his own thing. So you're using the truth and a set of values to influence a person, but yeah, you might be manipulating them on an individual level, right. level, but it's for the right thing, right? So there there's it's definitely complicated. I'm these are just fun themes to talk about. I'm Yeah. there are concepts that, you know, if you if you did use the complete truth can you rely on the person you're trying to convince in this situation to be like, if you do this, you'll be one of the richest people in the world and you'll control one of the biggest kind of corporations as far as, you know, whatever it was the head of, but you won't be benefiting the people. And do you appeal to their conscience? And you don't have the option of being like, let me try it out. And hopefully it works. It's like, no, I got to take things into my own account to make sure that what I perceive and the people around me or our group perceives to be the right thing morally. Yeah. We're going to do something that is a little shady and that's how we're going to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, a, it's just a gray area. Yeah. It's, and I don't think the movie made a determination one way or the other. They're just sending, giving you a set of, um, do you think that it's better yeah. that there's a larger gray area in, and that can be multiple multiple facets of life. Is there better that it's a larger grave area and still black and white on the opposite side? Or is it just better to have a huge gray area and almost polarizing ideas with people well, kind of depends, mostly in the middle? Well, it depends on... So Marvel movies are very clearly like good guys and bad guys. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... Destroy the world, save the world. And that's simple. But if you have more mature themes, like Watchmen would be a much more mature... Um are the good guys actually the good guys? Right. And Yeah, look at Mr. Man- or Dr. Manhattan destroy Vietnam as a two hundred foot tall man without, you know, thinking about it. Yeah. And but we're running these people over, but what about the people, like you know? An immoral war type thing. I still thought our main character Cobb was a good like good actor throughout all this. Yes. And you almost have to buy your A good actor, like Oh, Cobb no, no, no. is a good character. A situation. good, a good actor, in that um, you have bad actors and good actors in the world, and good actors try to do the right thing, um, even when it's tough, even when it's hard. They try not; they they're not out for themselves. They have a set of values to live by, and they're gonna they're gonna sit with those values. And he had a set of values, and he um, stuck with it. Yeah. yeah, and that makes for um, like Superman has a set of values. He's a good actor. Uh, Lex Luthor has a more complicated. Um, view of the world that is not good. He's a little biased. He just hates. Right? I guess I don't know too much about Luther. I don't know either. I don't want to get into it. So there's um, Thomas Cobb. He was an expert in everything except his family. So he's an expert in almost everything he does. He's really, really good. But his family just goes apart. He has no idea what to say. He has no idea what to do. He he obviously doesn't do the right thing with his wife. Um, And he loves him, but he doesn't know like... He's trying to fight to go see his kids, but he doesn't know what to say to them on the phone. And... I thought it was interesting that we never see Grandma. Sure. We never see his mom. I wonder if Nolan did that on purpose. <clears throat> I'm sure. Mm. Just to add a level of ambigu- ambiguity to the, the whole situation. Yeah, because we see Michael Caine as his dad. It's definitely his dad. No, no it's, it's not his dad. His, it's his, his father-in-law. Okay. Um, and then the fact that the wife is in the basement, that clearly represents that... It's not the literal that his wife's in the basement of his subconscious, but that the what he's done and his interaction and his love for his wife, who's now deceased, it weighs on him and it's in the basement of his subconscious. His that's guilt. Yeah. 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 That's, it kind of gets into like deep, dark places of, that all of us have within our minds. Yeah. Um, it's very relatable. It's like all of these secrets that I try to like keep, that I don't tell anyone and I suppress. I don't allow them to come to light and to like kind of deal with it and and, uh, I guess classify is not the wor- right word, but, you know, if if you bring it to light and you, like, come to terms with it, it's easier for you to just kind of, like, let it go. It's like, alright, that's already happened, I can move on, I don't have to, like, let this weigh me down on my shoulders, just kind of, like, you now you're guilt-free as long as you kind of get it out there, and most people will just suppress it, yeah, because they don't want to deal well, with it, or they're afraid of whatever the re- That's how you have to get, get along in, in the world. I mean, you gotta, like, okay, I've got kids, I have to put aside the guilt I have about my wife and the fact that she's not here and she ha- I've got to deal with all that we have to do it for our kids I have to do this deal with this businessman that may or may not be ethical and I have to because I I got to get to my kids and the chance that I can get to my kids through this businessman in our agreement worth worth whatever the, the consequences are yeah hey dad yeah I just... you want to take a break Yeah, let's take a break. Or maybe we'll end it here. That's it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to episode... Oh. Okay. Go. And action. Back at it. Okay, after that, we never left. We just had to take a quick potty break. I refilled my vodka soda. Oh, oh. I'm just drinking... I'm just drinking uh, some Mountain Dew. What is this, Corey? Dude, that must be your vodka tonic. That's Ooh. just water to keep hydrated. You know, too Yeah. Much, too much Russian sugar water. Anyway, um, side quest. Side quest. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so, one thing that Christopher Nolan definitely does is he builds up tension by jumping layers and inserting action. So he'll. He'll, something will be happening in like level four dream level and he'll jump back to level three. Oh, okay i thought action. you're talking in general christopher nolan does this in his movies you're talking specifically in, in, in inception does not he do that and like in the dark knight and yeah he does in the dark knight they had at the end of like three-fourths of the movie with the tension rising there's like three things going on and he's jumping between all That's three true. of them yeah jumping between the boat jumping between um uh, Alfred watching the uh, the screens. You know, the screens that had all the different recordings of people's lives. And he's like, I shut this down after we found out where, where the Joker was. That yeah. type of thing. Like, jumping yeah. back between those. I guess you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, which... I really appreciate movies that... And Inception does not do this. I really appreciate movies that have a scene and they play the entire scene out, and it lasts 10 to 15 minutes, or maybe less than no that. No cuts. No. Like, it's just always... There's... No. The camera always not moving, mm-hmm. but... I want establishment. Like, we're in this room, and this thing's happening. Um, I was reading The Da Vinci Code, and The Da Vinci Code by Robert Langdon, the book... I mean, there was a movie on it, but the book had this one scene where they reveal that uh, there's a theory that Jesus was actually had children and his descendants. Um, kept, and that's the secret order is trying to keep the, the lineage uh, of Jesus alive. And there's other gospels that are outside the four gospels where Jesus died. There's other gospels that state that he went on and had kids and married Mary Magdalene. And that was a big moment in the book. And there was like, I mean, many, many pages. Like it was probably total guess here. Fifty pages of in this one room with these characters talking and things getting revealed. That it was such a good establishing shot. I don't think I don't know if they did the same thing in the movie. Was it where they were in his house and he was talking about the uh, the Last Supper and exactly that things? one. Okay, exactly that one. Yeah, they spend a little bit of time in there in the movies, and that's kind of like the reveal for the audience of of the show too. And then right after that, they cut to an action scene. I was like, oh, okay. And so. It, this isn't a criticism. It's just, I guess, it's kind of a, I don't want to say cheap way, but it's you're playing with people's emotions. It's a, it's a movie trick. We're ramping up the tension by going like they'll shoot back to the van, falling and falling, and then they go to the next level. They go dun, to the next dun. level. Dun dun. And it's almost like dun, dun. Just so much ha- like fireworks happening in your brain you at think different it's levels. Done to become, not confused, but to absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a, it's a it's a trick yeah well most movies are a trick yes like you know we're using green screen we're using special effects we're telling things in a timeline that is not continuous like jumping between things and jumping between characters i think everything all all movies in my mind unless it's like a uh well i guess i can't say story because yeah I would say a majority of movies use use tricks to like either keep you engaged, oh, or yeah. to push the story or to well written dialogue a twist. is a trick. Yeah, um, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, they had a one scene where they had Brad Pitt uh, jumping up onto a roof and taking his shirt off and then working on something, and they kind of just let that scene play out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And Brad Pitt is just he has this ability to capture every action he was doing and the and the words he's delivering and like he puts a I think he puts a beer in his tool belt and it, it just they just let that scene live on its own. Uh indie films do this because the directors don't have lots of budget, right? And I love that part about movies. Inception is they just didn't one have of, any of one that. of your favorite movies like you probably mentioned it a couple hours ago to someone who's like my favorite movie of the decade is the revenant and the revenant has very little dialogue for a movie that's two and a half hours long yeah two and a half hours sure well, that's yeah, a, a guess for me too but, it's really long yeah um, and not much dialogue in that. it's all long takes of you know landscape or long takes of uh, an Indian battle that's uncut and look at all this stuff going on and very deliberate and very slow. Not very many words. Words that the audience is intended to hear in order to gain something moving forward for the next scene or that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess I don't know why I brought that up, but it's it's just something I noticed them doing in this movie. And maybe if they didn't have so many... Quick things happening, and they just kind of let us take it all in. And that's sort of a criticism of the. I'm I'm finding the flaws in the movie. Okay. And they would have dialogue explaining. I mean, they, watch out, boys. They starting to criticize. Well, yeah. You no. Know, we should give our ratings for the week. It's a five out of five movie for me. It's, what? It's on my top it's like five a, of it's all a, time. Nine or a ten. Ten. A ten. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But I noticed that it was like they. Halfway through the movie, they have dialogue where characters are telling each other exactly what they're going to do the rest of the movie. And I was just thinking, Ocean's Eleven did the opposite of that. So this is a heist movie, but at no point did they tell you what we're going to do. They just showed it happening, and then after it, the big reveal, it's like, that was all planned out. And that's the cool part. Like, um... Oh, what's that? bank? That literally Bank Heist movie where he goes in, he ends up like tunneling or building a room in the back of the safe. Oh, Inside in Job. A, yeah, Inside Job. Inside Job. Is that man. awesome? Inside Man. Inside Job? Inside Job is a documentary, Inside Man. Italian Job. Italian Job is another one with right. Ed, Edward Norton. Right. Inside Man. Maybe. I believe that one was called Inside Man. With uh, that English guy. Uh, I love that guy. Yeah. Oh, what is his name? He was in a movie called uh, Shoot'em Up, which was a badass movie. I loved it. It's so cheesy. Bad movie. Ben Affleck? No. no. He was in another movie called, uh, he was in Sin City, but yeah. he was in another movie called about there's no children being born. There yeah. hadn't been a children. Uh, children of Men. Yeah, ch- Children of Men? Yeah. What is this actor's name? Can we look it up? Can we look it up? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Oh, I want to guess so bad. All right, you talk about something. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. Clive Owen. Oh, I already missed it. It was a C. Clive Owen. Yeah. Clive Owen's awesome. So good. I love him in most of his movies. Even if it's a, like a B movie, it's. That's what, what I liked about watching. Shoot 'em Up. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta rewatch Shoot, shoot Him Up. <laughs> How old is that movie? Dude, he eats. Spoiler. Uh, early 2000s. Um, he he eats carrots so it improves his vision so he could shoot people better. <laughs> How cool is that? He's just, it's like a Bugs Bunny. Like, yeah. He's just eating carrots and it's just, it's like, you know, people eating apples is right. a big thing in movies. Like, it's so it's crisp and just. Like tear, tear into it. Right. I kind of have the same thing with people smoking cigarettes in movies. It's mm-hmm. just something they're doing it with their hands, and it's just it's awesome cinematography trick that people use um, that gives characters weight. And so he's eating a carrot, and it just snaps off. And I feel like yeah. kind of kind of things like that, kind of if if they're not done very well, sometimes take you out of the movie because you're looking at that detail. And if they don't cut it right, or if they don't do the right post production, that makes you like. Cigarette was in his hands, cigarette's in a thing. It's like, there was a second delay there. There's no, you know, you guys fucked up there because you didn't, you know, cut it perfectly. You didn't do cut, 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 and then mush them together to make sure everything lined up. Those things kind of like, I'm paying attention to that little detail because my eye caught it. Oh, next scene, it wasn't right. You guys didn't, you know, you didn't catch that. Sometimes those those little details kind of take me out of the experience because I'm like, do you know what? You know, did. there's a... It You've seen Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah. By Quentin Tarantino. Not recently, though. So there's a scene towards the three-fourths into the movie where they have a long take, and a character lights up a cigarette, but he doesn't actually light it, and he acts like he's smoking it, and it doesn't. It doesn't. The the cigarette's not. He, you can tell on screen. It's like it's like um, in Godfather when they're punching and they don't connect, and it's like you just missed, but they keep it in because you know, low budget so good. And yeah 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 and all the actors did their all right right lines, that take that you wanted for that line and how his face was and facial expression was worth it we're not going to redo it to get this small detail on the side that people might see that makes and they sense. just leave it in yeah. it's like us fucking up on this podcast i didn't, I didn't think about that until now <laughs> just never leave it fuck in up, dude this is all on purpose calculated yeah this is our 15th take Yeah. Doing this episode. We've recorded so many times. We couldn't get anything down. We finally came up with some notes. Definitely not. We forgot to put the posters up, so we did that before this episode. Yeah. So much work these days just to get no one watching us. Yeah. And Corey's an intern, so he doesn't even get paid for this. I'm just kidding. Um, Cobb inceptioned his wife into thinking her world wasn't real and then that backfired on him and so they they wanted to push the limits as a couple into this dream world of like how much can we construct and that was a lifelong journey and time slows down in the dream world so it's i just imagine like them every night okay we're gonna go in and like spend years i mean it's it's unset, and what I liked is the mystery of it. You don't know if they spent hundreds of years in the dream world construct i mean it must have taken them ten years Because that's the limits because everything multiplies the first dream layer you're in five minutes of the real world for an hour, and then that just compounds, so yeah. I think the max they said was ten years once you get to the fourth level, and so that's what they did was like sat down, lay down in the living room, put both of themselves under went down, down, down so many levels that they were down there for 10 years. Oh, it has to, it has to be more than that. because I thought they, it was they more. Were, they were I thought old, it was right? mystery. Yeah, it was kind of like wow. they, they had many lifetimes together. Because they're old. It's, there's that scene where they're walking together and he's an old person. It's like we we literally spent our lives together. That's my promise. I Steve love that. that. We're going to get old together. Well, we did, but we needed to get back to reality or Everyone else's reality, I guess, for them. And uh, so when she woke up, you know, it's like, oh, it's only been five minutes in the real world. A scene that reminded me where it's like, I love when they do snapshots. Like, okay, Up. You seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Up. So Up has... The animated movie? The animated movie. I've, I've seen In the first five minutes tells a story about um, a couple that gets together and they grow old together. And one of them dies and it's the saddest five minutes and it's just an emotional just punch. You're just like sitting, everyone's happy, you're watching a movie and it's like, oh my god. Like that is, it, a snapshot of a lifetime of relationship of people in quick cuts, in really artistic edits can be done so well. And they did that in Looper as well, as well as this movie. So in Looper, Bruce Willis is He's the with ol- his wife. Uh, he's with, talking about when they're in the future, and he's with his wife, and all of a sudden he goes out, and she's... But it tells the whole story of a relationship that he had mm-hmm. in, like, a, a quick 15-second clip. Yeah. And then it goes back to reality, and Bruce Willis is like, you have no idea what I've been through, kid. Talking to his younger self. And that was just so... I love when they can do that. When, they, when the summation gives you a lot of depth and background and it's done very well yeah it's it's almost why short stories can be better than oh, novels yeah. oh yeah short stories keep it concise and keep you there's no long winded or uh, superfluous kind of like writing in order to fill in kind of things that you don't really need to know but the artist felt like you did in order to understand further like the more simplistic it is the more wide appeal you have for your kind of audience and I think that enables a, a lot wider appreciation for a short short story yeah because yeah more people are able to identify with that kind of broad broad but specific you know instance of, of a story it it takes like a master storyteller oh yeah like if i can tell you a story that's my short want to amount of time because i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing so that's why when we make our movie one day mark our words uh you're gonna be an executive producer you're gonna be i don't want to mean like but Behind you're gonna be the scenes. ideas guy you're gonna be like hey we should do this we uh, I'll just be a silent contributor. What are you going to contribute, bro? Nothing. I'm just there to watch. Huh. Moral support. Just there to bang the interns. Whoa! (laughs) You dog. You always put me under such poor light. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, Not like this light, though. You know, you're not even really on camera because the light is, like, yeah, totally... it's just like, I'm Jesus. I told you, this is the same thing as Actually, last time. Actually, it's pretty good. It's pretty ah. good on this one. Anyway. Um, she took it too literally, and then she killed herself in real life. It's a good note. Well, when you're watching the movie, it's really hard to parse out what happened. <laughs> I... I... I knew going to this movie when I sat down. I saw you grab your notebook, and I saw my notebook like right there in front of the TV. I was like, "Not even gonna try." (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. I don't want to be keep pausing this movie like we did for Django every fucking twenty minutes and be like, "I paralyze." It's better to kind of like. You know, after we watched the movie, I was like, good. I'm glad we're not doing the pod right after the movie to kind of, like, keep the movie fresh in us. I was like, I need to go and do a little bit of research and be like, you know, what have people who have analyzed this movie, not hardcore, but, you know, taking the time to kind of break down each scene and tie the different things from the beginning to the end, I think it was much more helpful. Just to watch, like, you know, a 20-minute video they did and the other research that I did in articles and stuff to be able to get a little bit more insight of, like, what actually happened. Because I say it's a favorite movie of mine, but I do I totally understand what happened? Am I connecting all the dots that that? So that's why I have an appreciation for the movie is because when Nolan directed it, he was deliberate on every single thing. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we Crazy. didn't even talk about it yet when JLG, no, JGL, JGL, Joseph Gordon Levitt, JGL does the hallway fight scene. I guess, is, is it a fight scene, action scene, or whatever it is? Oh, my God. Like, the production value there is oh my God. out of this world. And you made a guess the other day. You're like, dude, Inception's budget was only like 50, 40, or you, know, you said something like 60 or 70 million. I looked it up, and it was literally double that, 150 million budget for this movie. And I wouldn't say a majority of it, but a big chunk is used just in producing. D- describe that scene. The scene that happened in the movie or the making of? Yeah, the the um, scene in the movie. So the scene in the movie... And everyone kind of knows what we're talking about, but... Yes. Uh, where GGL's in the in the hotel, everyone has kind of gone into the, the third... I think it's the third layer of the dream. So he's in charge of making sure that everyone is able to wake up once they come out of that third layer. So he's already gone through and he's kind of explaining things to... Um, Ellen Page's character, and so he's in under room, and he's putting charges under the ceiling. He's like, "All right, well, you know, when they're ready to go, these will blow, and everyone will have that sensation of falling." So we can kick them, so they wake up, and they go into the van. And uh, it ends up happening in the third level that they can't do it, so his level's broken, or he's in limbo, so he has to use like it's almost like he's in space, which is crazy to think about too, because he has zero grab in this thing, and he's also doing this kind of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like so much technical stuff in order to make it Everyone knows we're talking about because you've seen the movie. It's like the hallway scene where you lo- they lose gravity because the van went off the side of the cliff or the side of the bridge. And so they lost gravity. And so for 20 or 30 minutes inside the the realm of the hallway of the, of the hotel, they, they don't have gravity. So he's got to find a way to kick them. But then there's the subconscious of Fisher fighting him off. So he has to fight people off while getting... The sleeping people that are in the fourth level, and getting them all together and finding a way to in zero grav, or zero G's, like zero gravity, trying to kick them awake. And the fight scene. So what scene? While this, so this hallway starts off, you know, with I've never seen anything like it. With gravity in effect, and all of a sudden, he's fighting. He wins one's fight, and then this is where, in the first level of the dream, that the van's going off the bridge. So now in his reality, or in his dream, he's lost all gravity. So he's instantly thrown from where he is standing normally, down onto the wall, and then gravity's gone. And then he sees someone, an enemy, or the defender of this consciousness, come in and try to fight him. So now he's fighting this. The van's also spinning in its dream, so the van is spinning, so that means he's spinning. And so this whole time you have this spinning hallway of these guys And the best part is they do fight. it in real yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. They, right. I mean, this is not CGI. Yeah. Like, I thought it was the first time I watched it. I was yeah. like, there's no way that... Yeah. Dude, as it turned out, they actually made yeah. a real rotating hallway right. and shot so it. Take the camera angle back about 10 meters, and you have this huge contraption in this warehouse of this hallway that's constructed, and on the outer layer of it is this kind of, like, cylinder, spinning... Machine, I guess, and so they hit record, and this whole thing starts spinning, and they have to get the choreography right, and which level to be on, and and all the different takes that they do between you know the cuts of like you know fighting and who's on the ceiling, and he's uh, you know I don't remember. I'd have to go back and watch it right now to be like how how many cuts did they actually make? Not between, many. Right? I I paid attention. It was not very many, but there's no. got to be like one or two. I feel like between there are. I mean, there's it's not one continuous right, shot, right. but it's pretty close to it. Yeah, and. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. There's two separate action instances of the of the gravity of the rotating. The first one is, I might get the order wrong, but the first one is they're pretty long shot, and the second one is more, like, around corners. Um, they are cutting between. But it maintains Joseph Gordon-Levitt in real time is punching people. The action looks good. It looks solid. Um, the bad guys are dressed they're in wrestling. suits. They're, they're shooting. The There's guns. Yeah. There's... Yeah. Oh man, that's one of the best action scenes. Yeah, yeah, on a technical level and on a, on a performance level as well, and just the meaning behind it. It was, I mean, just think about a, a, the layer of dream reality above you is affecting this one, and it, well, that's that that premise <sighs> is explained to you early on because that's where they show like the headphones going on someone's ear. It's like you're in that dream state. You start to hear music on your ears that gives you a warning in the in the next level that hey this music is on you're hearing that slowed french song slowed down because of you know the time distortion and uh so of course anything that's affecting you in the real life like you see it in the very first scene of leonardo in the house on the mountain or house on the beach i guess or house on the hill or house on the cliff castle on the cliff they use the term in that Castle, I think it's Castle on the Cliff. Anyway, that scene where he's like outside with Mo, and you see the shingles falling off this Japanese Maul. Maul. Yeah, I said Mo, Mo, Maul. It sounds like Mo. It does. When JGL says it, and everyone else is like, "Oh, you're you're talking about Maul? and I hear Mo, but anyway, whatever, Maul. So he's outside talking mall, and you see the shingles falling off this Japanese kind of structure, and that's because in his reality. Or in his in the next layer up, there's a riot happening in Mumbai or Mumbasa. M- Mombasa, yeah. And so the streets, this this riot is coming down the street, and it's big cars blowing up and a, you know typical riot noises of like just coming down the street, <clears throat> making its way. And so that is felt in that next layer where yeah, where he is. I so love that. that's like a premise that, that is goes such. Throughout. It's such a good premise or good concept to use in a movie because you can show what's happening in other layers and make it really fun for the next layers down um if an explosion happens up there how's it going to affect this layer and visually like there's one scene where leo falls into tension because yeah things that are happening above this layer affect yes avalanches in the last it connects it the rain because he drank too much on the plane you know there's there's so many different things that enable you to be like it makes for good visual scenes, yeah. Because you can cut back to the beginning or to the next layer up and be like, "This is what's happening, and this is how it's affecting this layer down." You can go back and forth and still keep it the player in- or the viewer interested. Because why is there an avalanche? Oh, because they're upstairs. You, you getting say shot player, at. and it's like player. It's kind of interesting because in a video game, you can you can do stuff like in a certain medium than video games. You can reveal the world, like you can have a castle way far away. Like Zelda: Breath of the Wild does this really well, where it's like. There's something really cool on the horizon. I want to go to that thing. And you go to it and interact. It's, like, so cool. Like, in the middle of the map is where uh, the infected, what Hyrule Temple is. And you can't even get close to it. for the. Int- no, this is not spoilers. This is in the first... It sounds like spoilers. This is not spoilers. Map. It's, like, you can't get to the middle. So you have to do stuff around the map to... Mm-hmm. I mean, this is from the first intro. It's literally nothing at all. Um, but the point is that in a, in a movie... You, yeah, it's not literally nothing at all. <laughs> in, in a movie, you can use the visual, and in a book, you can describe things indescribable and let the let the reader use their imagination. But in a movie, you're showing it to them. But you could still tap into the imagination. Uh, so he just maximized the art of cinema to give really cool place a story to. to right fill it out yeah and only Christopher Nolan be able to do that that goes back to what I said earlier like there's so much pre-production he had this planned out almost minute by minute of like this is what we're doing this is the direction we're going these are the these are performances I need from you guys we already you almost already have the cuts ready to go like this is what I want this is that scene for these five minutes that I gotta fill you know I'm sure it's not as cut and dry as that but your your guy your one of your favorite directors is Ridley Scott Ridley Scott is famous for he storyboards every scene in his movie before he shoots it. A lot of directors don't do that. Right. They just no, turn on the camera and kind of run it until they get it. Yeah. Takes on, takes on, takes on, takes. And then they, they fix it in the editing room. Right. You right, know? Right. But Ridley Scott doesn't I mean he he knows what the scene has to look like and where the props are. He doesn't just show up and say, Oh, let's put it together. Right. And you could tell because like his movies work from start to finish. They're like, The Martian was planned out, and it looks really... I wonder what uh, Nolan's earlier processes. Like. Yeah, I wonder what his... Like. Um, well, I Nolan... wonder how he got to this process. You know, yeah. did he start doing short stories? Was he doing, like, TV before this? Like, what was his debut movie? You haven't seen... Um, Following? So, Following is Christopher Nolan's first movie, when he had, like, no budget. It's black and white. You should watch that movie. Okay. I'd be. I'm. I'm curious now. Yeah, we'll go. What? We'll oh, watch. No, it. I just. Ah, uh, so it's okay. We'll it, edit I don't, it and I don't post it. I, I looked at the closet before I <laughs> abrupt. Did it make eye contact with him? Didn't them. make eye contact. <laughs> did, didn't see the whites of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So did you? Did we uh, give this a reading yet? Yeah, we did. We yeah, it it's. You gave it four to five. I gave it five. Yeah, and I gave it not, a ten out of ten. It's not a perfect movie. I. What is a being a perfect movie this movie was so enjoyable well, that your rating is already fucked anyway because you give things five and sixes and you go 110 120 percent instead of 100 i stand by it all right five out of five movie just this is a top 10 movie for me yeah like in my top 10 in terms of how i felt while watching it the first second and even third time it hits like definitely top 10 mm-hmm. top five just yeah definitely something you can rewatch. And if you've seen it in 2010 or soon after that in theaters, if you haven't seen it in a while. Highly recommend going and, like, back and watching it. like you uh, can honestly like if I'm get older one day, you can show your kids this. I mean this th- it's not super violent. It's not I wish I'd grown up in a family where my parents were movie aficionados Yeah. and growing up I could they could show me movies from the 60s on be like but see i i some gems here. i'd be the kind of parent where i'd show my my kid a rated r movie way too young because i'd be like look it's a movie it's fake like yeah don't say those words you're it's gonna a lot of trust in you having your dumb ass kids to move. Well, but I, I don't think it screws people reality. up i think if you go... look all right my there parents are gave me... kids who are not able to no, make the distinction aren't. between reality and fiction there aren't there is a young those are age. stupid kids yeah my parents my parents let me I'll read my, my parents let me read almost any book when I since I was like way young I was reading Tom Clancy at like maybe like 11 okay you know but Tom Clancy is like has F-bombs and has you know just they didn't get because you're reading I mean it's not it's not bad it's you're you're imagining all this stuff Ned's it's mature themes but same thing with movies they're not real like you sit a kid down you go like this isn't this isn't real. Scarface. And I don't think I would show them Scarface. There's a line. There's a line. that you, a think line, line deferred. Like, which rated people. R movies do you think kids should watch? <laughs> this is an interesting topic. Deadpool. Deadpool for the mature humor? Yeah. Because it's kind of funny. I think for teenagers, absolutely Deadpool. Some 16-year-old kid, they would love Deadpool. Oh, yeah. So many 16-year-olds snuck into that. Yeah, theater. Hundred <laughs> percent. The Matrix. Yeah, I think a kid can watch The Matrix. Yeah. You have to skip some... over the sex scene. Yeah, whatever. You can deal with it. It's not even that bad. It's from the nineties. Um, but like, especially in the world we live in now, where porn's just everywhere. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah. they can handle the movie. uh yeah, you it, child lock their phone. They don't know what that is. Just give them a flip phone. They can't even go on the internet. I don't think I believe in child locks. I don't think those things are effective. They must be. I don't have have a kid. I don't... They have to be. Why would they be a thing? Why would parental locks on the Xbox, on any account, on any... Because I grew up in a time, you did too, where parental locks were like a joke. Like, you could get around them. Parental locks were so complicated for parents at the time that they didn't bother doing it. Now at times, it's easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, me, personally, if I had kids, which I never will, they can quote me on that. Alright. So when your kid is watching this, seeing you say that... How old that kid... Well, if he's old enough to be able to comprehend what I'm talking about, he already (laughs) knows that he had a flip phone for the first... Let's see. When would... The earliest I would give my kid a phone is probably like 10. You can't even say that because by the time time you have a a kid and they turn 10, they're going to have it neurally implanted. I give him a flip phone for at least four years so he can only call his friends can text with the old qwerty thing so he can go through the same fucking struggles i did and he can have a little perspective and be thankful for when he gets the iphone 20 you're like a boomer right now oh yeah i'm a little old-fashioned in some of those some of those uh i follow concepts i follow an entrepreneur i like i watch him online gary v um and he says uh if your kid is like on the phone that's this is the future. It's not going away. Let them be on their phone. They're figuring out the world because uh, your old ass isn't going to figure out the world. You're like you're already kind of like stuck in your ways a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he criticizes business owners for – if you're not on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, um, YouTube, if you're not promoting your business through online social media – you're falling behind because these 20 year old kids who's starting their own businesses are doing it and getting much more followers. And that's sort of what I'm trying to do here with making a podcast so that we can get known on the internet so that we can get, um, other people to help out with, uh, and we can help out other people on whatever it is we want to do. Yeah. Not we're big, working nine we to can five have guests on and be like, Hey, you're starting your own podcast. You I want ours. That. We'll give you a shout out and you yeah. get a bigger. That's, yeah. that's my long term. That's what I want. Um, don't so, tell anyone. We'll cut that out. We'll so cut no, that no, out. So no one knows no, our, no, no. I, our business I, secret. I think it's important to say it oh, okay. and put it out there. So, <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, having your... So give your kid the phone because they're figuring out the world. Because it's not going away. I still believe in balance, though. Like, you can't... The kid can't be on the phone all the time. No, of course not. Because they don't... They can't regulate their dopamine hits. Like, they can't... Hey, if you just chill out and look at the world, it actually feels good... Because then you go back to the phone and get inundated with information. And it actually is yep. better for you. Yep. Yeah. Make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure you have enough physical activity. Balance. I need balance. I need to get some physical activity. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go to the gym. Yep. I'm gonna go with you. All right. Check out those new yoga pants this season. <laughs> <laughs> On who? On yourself. Oh, is it a guy-only gym? Because they're not. It's not a guy-only people. gym. Okay. I don't think that's legal. Court, you can't go to the gym and check out girls. Isn't a call, I don't think that's. I don't think you're supposed a, to say that. Isn't it called a gentleman's club for a reason? It's definitely not a gentleman's club. I go to Planet Fitness, no judgment, judgment free zone. Here. That's just what the, that's their. I mean, we have eleven episodes of the judgment free zone. <laughs> you don't have to reiterate that for me, for their sake, maybe. Yeah. Um, I I I made a video, that went over a book, Heroes Die, that one I recommended to you. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, I said, hey, I encourage anybody to interact, and someone left a comment, and I, I chatted back with them. And I hope people do that if they're, if they're any of our friends that are watching this. Like, we, we try to send it around. Or Yeah, don't troll us. We don't. Constructive criticism. Or, yeah, I mean, we'll interact I guess back. any attraction is traction. so. I'll take the, I mean, if you're online, you get hate. I'll take it. Just I gotta ignore it. Yeah, I don't have feelings when it comes to random people on the internet. I don't give a fuck. Like in my job, I get shit talked a lot. Like, yeah. cause I gotta, I, as I mentioned, I do change management, so I gotta talk to people and convince them. How many them times to, have you mentioned it, dude? It's not to you. It's to other people that first time tuning in, Michael. Works for, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta tell people to do something yeah. that they don't want to do, and then they give you pushback, and you can't let it get to you because it's this is professional. This is not. Yeah, can't make it personal. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention with, um, this movie was, was too difficult for us to a podcast yeah. on, but, but out of our depth, but we made a good attempt. I feel like we got, there's like an hour and 45 of content. So. There's like 45 things I wanted to say. And I, I just haven't said them on, I mean, the, the, the camera work was awesome. The action scene was really good. Cinematography was great. Oh, yeah. all the backdrops. Yeah, i'm sure you were gonna mention like the iceberg drop of building style like yes i didn't even think about that like that's exactly how an iceberg looks when it's melting yeah is it just sheer wall sheer layers of it just not sheer layers sheer it's literally called ice shearing isn't it or something yeah but it's like a whole section of things just falls into the ocean and they did that he reconstructed that for like dilapidated buildings so yeah yeah, 2010 was like definitely the CGI was there. I mean, it, everything looks real. I can't imagine they're going to have better CGI, CGI in the future, but they will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love where movies are. What's a recent example of that? Marvel. They kill it with their CGI. Sure. I guess Star Wars had pretty good CGI. Star too. Wars, yeah. I mean,. This isn't a matter, I mean, CGI is becoming cheaper to produce and it's just a standard. It's like, I mean, doing what we're doing right now, you couldn't do 20 years ago. Putting, uploading stuff online, doing video, doing audio for good quality, for cheap, you can't have that. Yeah. Can the viewers see that? That your foot is, that you're nuzzling, like... Nuzzling? Yeah. Nuzzling would be with your nose. Is it? Yeah what do you call it when someone rubs their foot on you and you don't want them to do it? I think that's rape. <laughs> I think that's definitely a level. It's a form on there. Like, if I did that to a woman in the store, she would go, stop doing that. She would call it rape? Yeah, I don't know. Someone would. <laughs> so don't do it to me. And just because the camera can't catch you doing it... Uh, zero to 100. You're right. Sorry, that was a Twitter uh, outrage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you're not in control of the Twitter account for this fucking podcast. I that. did make a Twitter account, but What would I... you fucking say to me? I'm not a you rapist. Yeah. Too far. Too far. I think that's about <laughs> wraps up this episode. Uh Michael hates this. I don't know.
1: You gotta I... grow into it.
0: Just yeah. accept the awkwardness. That's just like our dynamic. They're loving it. They're well, eating it I, up. I don't mind awkwardness in real life, but once it's been captured... It's in a bottle. Can't let that out of the bottle. It It is what it is. I, I, I am a proponent, as you are. We both share this in common. We both like to be zen about stuff, at least I try to be. So I got to be zen with the fact that we get on a mic, we record it, and that's all the screw-ups, all the stupid things I say, all the... You guys gotta tune in and let Michael know that everything's gonna be alright. Yeah. 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 Akuna Matata? Akuna Matata. You know what's funny? Akuna or Akuna? You know what's funny about The Lion King is that the Akuna Matata scene where he's hanging out with Timon and Pumbaa is him growing up and he's like fucked off from all his responsibilities the moral of the story is that he needs to become a man and stop with childish things and stop not worrying and start taking responsibility and becoming the king. And I was just thinking about this. I was just like, Oh, we kind of get lost with the Hakuna Matata part. Like, Oh, it's all good. <laughs> and the, what they were trying to tell you is that that's not, <laughs> don't do the Hakuna Matata. Don't be like Timon and Bumba. They're, they're just chilling out smoking weed all day. They're just, <laughs> it's actually like, <clears throat> a good example of, um, uh, the state of the society at that time, right? Like, don't fuck off and kind of do drugs and, and, uh, take a step back from society. We want you to, the redemption story for everyone who is kind of like that, Akunamatada Matata and, and, Timon and Pumbaa type style. It's like, you know, we want you to come back from that to the reality and take responsibility for your your, your own actions. But that's when Lion King came out. You think it was, that you was, think that it was, that was a period yeah, piece? Like, yeah. Because it came out in 92. Right. Have you watched the new Lion King? I did. Is, it, is Is it almost the exact same thing? Yeah, it was... It's just one of those movies where you sit down, you have... I felt emotions. I felt good in some parts. I felt I don't really feel sad in movies, but I just <laughs> You have no idea. I I don't, I don't really care. Like I although I do I do of the day, I, I don't really care. <laughs> I like I like love stories. I feel That makes you feel sad though. I, it makes me feel sad when you have a love story and someone dies. I do. That's like, death. When you have a love story, I, I get sad when people sadness break up. Sadness is separate from death. You feel sad because of death, but death is a, a different. Movies yeah. where where people break up, that's very sad to me. I I but you feel don't feel sad. I feel you know empathy. It is sad. No, I feel I feel the emotion of sadness. Okay. So let's say a man gets divorced from his wife, and he wants her, but she doesn't want him. That makes me sad. I don't know why. I, we went down there, but Lion King made me feel good in parts, feel sad in parts. Not really. It's like fake sad. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to feel sad in this part. <laughs> and then I You're walked out of the theater. All the sides of like, yeah, oh, this but, is a trope. This you know is a trope. What? I'm with my family. You're almost too good at watching movies. Yeah, now. You get, exactly. You get sl- exactly. Vlog through the shit. But you could be good at watching movies. It's like reading a, a pulp fiction novel, like a a, a paperback. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to feel a certain emotion reading this book, and then you put it down. Hmm it's it's good to watch movies like that and so i was with my girlfriend she loved it she loves lion king i was with my family they loved it because it's a family event and you walk out the theater and you go i was like this i was like (laughs) never gonna think about that again (laughs) (laughs) we did our paid our 12 dollars felt some emotions now we're done but that's what i love about nice dude but that's what i love about movies it's a it's an event it's two and a half hours it's non-committal and you're done and but some of them really stick with you and you want to buy movie posters and you want to talk about them with your friend and i have gotten so much good stuff out of movies like it's helped me i mean i interact with the world thinking about remember that movie scene that i saw i'm gonna act like a badass in this scene. and i know it's a little bit cheesy but that that's like you gotta act that way like you want to be the, like the Terminator? You want to get super jacked and act like a badass? The Terminator can. is a badass. Like, go do that. Because we're all just like behind our own movie living our lives. Like, you've got to... You can choose whatever you want in this life. So choose to live it in the movie that you want to live it in. Up to a point. Of course. And hopefully everyone... Yeah, of course. Well, hopefully everyone... Continues to make the right choice in which movie they want to idolize or um, put their life into practice. Because there are many bad examples of this is something that you should not do. Let this stay on the screen and don't, you know, put it into practice. Do you ever have a lot of faith in humanity and society? to allow them to make the decision between what they see on the screen and what they see what they see other people doing and the decisions that we allow them to make as far as like acting that out in reality okay so there are plenty of bad exam. there are plenty of movies where the premise is bad where they try to make someone who has done something bad into something good but people forget about that good part so they do that something bad thinking that that will get do you, them do you something. have any like examples of that like what uh i forgot the name of the movie yeah describe it's, uh, it it's a disconnected citizen who feels hate and a law-abiding citizen no okay i mean that's a, that's, a that's good example, that's one but there's a different one a little bit more like niche it's not a good movie probably. Uh, but he's like disconnected from society. He has feel he feels hate. So he orders all these parts into his house and it ends up being a bodysuit and weapons and magazines and a, a full body armor type stuff and he goes up and he shoots a town. And that's because he felt disconnected and he felt Was that with um anger and Was it was that about the mom and the kid? Yeah. yeah. There's something wrong with Charles? There's something wrong with... No, it was a single word. I don't remember the title. It's been eight, nine years. <laughs> as I say that about it, so it as we're reviewing a ten-year-old movie. <laughs> Dude, I, I think there's value in us going back, because well, I don't think the movie Inception is in the consciousness. It's not on the internet right now. Right. So right. if we can sort of revive these Bring old... Bring it back to light. Because I, I want someone to... Highlights of the decade this year. A little bit. On Michael and... Kuhlman and Koolman Corey. And Corey. Yeah. Oh, we really gotta work on that name. But, you know, like, I want someone to be scrolling through their feed, they've, they've subscribed to us, and they, oh, new movie, and it's from 2007. It's like, I forgot about that one. We didn't. And we <laughs> want to talk about it. We watched it. All right, it. let me take off the movies from our list that came out in the last 10 years. Sure, let's, let's do that. Let's look up what years they, they came out because we're in a unique position where we're almost 30 we have like probably most people watching this will be 20 the revenant like, was five years old the martian is also five years old the okay. dark knight is nine years old hatefully is two years old fight club that's a 99 99 was the best year of movies panic room ninety-eight. wait was it 98 or do you think that was a 2000s movie whiplash Two thousand nine, Whiplash or two thousand nine, something like that. Holy shit, we gotta watch Whiplash so an and La La Land. Eleven maybe. Do we need to add La La Land to this? Absolutely. Next? What a beautiful movie. La is it one word? La La, yeah. And then land. There will be blood. Two thousand seven. I agree. No Country for Old Men. I don't know. Two thousand eight, nine. I think it's two thousand five. Okay. Seven. Also 2008. eight. Ninety six. What? Say. Yeah. Interstellar. That was, that was David Fincher. Interstellar's two thousand fourteen or something. Okay. Three hundred. So our friend Nick Melee shouts out to Nick Melee. Uh Who Future a, Guest. Future guest. we play magic with him. He's he's awesome. Future magic. Um he likes to chew on champion. stuff though. Like he goes like this, he goes And we like they can't, they can't see that very well. You gotta get closer to the camera. He goes like this. He goes. You we gotta, don't know what he's you gotta doing. You got to do a little bit more to the side. A like, little bit little bit to the side. Like this? Tell me if I'm good. No. No, don't put it so straight in your mouth. You got to do it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's his action. That's
1: he's my, got a lot of practice. He doing. does that a
0: lot. He, he looks he, he looks like he's really good at it. He's, he looks like he's done it like a lot. It's like he's doing it on a like a, a sausage. Yeah. But someone forgot to take the wrapper off, and he's just trying, trying just, to like. Just gnaw on that thing. Get through it. So he's constantly doing that. Yeah. And but he's he's a good guy despite that. Um <laughs> in spite of that. But he's great. We want to, <laughs> shouts out to him, to Nick Melee. He said his favorite movie of the decade was Interstellar, so he, maybe we'll get him on for a special Oh. Alright, well that's also on this list. That's on the list. Did I, did I mention that movie and that's why you said something? Yeah. Interstellar, yeah. Three hundred. Two thousand That's older. Two thousand seven? Yeah, probably two thousand six. I would. I'm guessing. Django. Two thousand nine. Ten. I'm gonna guess eleven or twelve. Joker. Two (laughs) thousand nineteen. And the Watchmen. Joker was awesome. Watchmen. Two thousand. Six. Nine. All right, we'll watch this. 2011. We'll watch this in post, and we'll see how accurate we were. Yeah. yeah. Total guesses. Sorry, guys. Nice little uh, quiz for ourselves. Yeah. But it, it kind of shows you that we picked up on... I think there's a combination of it's when we were growing up, but those are the movies we saw. But also, they've stood the test of time a little yep. bit. There might be some movies now that we don't get to till two or three or four years from now. Right. Like, I have uh, The Lighthouse rented right now um, on, on Redbox. I don't know if that's going to hit double charge for that movie yeah it's triple now oh no yeah after tonight yeah (laughs) i'm gonna sit down and watch it after this okay yeah um but you know like there are movies coming out now that we might be talking about in two years going holy shit this came out two years ago I totally missed it this is a great movie well i think that gets that exacerbates as time goes on it's there's just so many movies coming out as we get older there's just not enough time in the day Mm -hmm. for us to play the games we want to play watch the movies we want to play do what needs to be done Barring social lives as well, so... It's too much. I need more time in the day, less sleep. The person who invents the ability for us to... Compress sleep into a small amount of time... Nobel prize. Just... Trillionaire. Yeah. (laughs) Elon, get the fuck out of here! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what I'll dedicate my life to. You're not gonna do that shit. You don't... You can't concentrate you you're like i want to go play Path of exile that's what i'm gonna do right now yeah thanks guys good All episode right. wrap it up wrap it up that was yeah it was a good one we'll we'll clip the stuff dude with podcasts it gets better hour two and three not not that we got to three hours but it gets like it's almost like the first 40 minutes is just warming like, up yeah maybe going forward we like warm up and then we hit that like i did on the episode 10 nine, nine. What was episode 10 Shimmer Lake but honestly we'll just get better at this as it moves on I, I hope so I it was God probably damn hope so it was probably fine we're golfing and we're hitting in the rough someday we'll hit it on the <laughs> one green one day we'll get there <laughs> alright bye Corey thanks for watching guys that was a multiple that was too many directions there. you're right work on it you got okay. some practice alright outro okay <laughs> Corey thank you for listening, and you had good insights, and great job now today. Now it sounds like you're doing your fucking miracles. Now I want to, um, thank the viewers. Thank you. We're going to officially conclude <laughs> like this. Like and subscribe! Like, subscribe, add, 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 do all that shit. Donate on our Dude, Patreon! Dude, I, I don't think, I think it'd be cool to not ever fucking ask for a subscription. I mean, obviously thank we you. want people to do it, but it's I like agree. You guys know to do that we shit. Make, we make okay. it as a joke, but I don't think I'll ever, like, seriously be, like, at the end of a video, oh, here's a generic 10-second clip of us asking for you to subscribe and yeah. like and check out our next video and because be sure to I tune don't have in to, next week. I don't have to talk you into it if you want to be here. Yeah. I only want you to be here if you're watching this. Like, if you clicked on it, you're like, oh, I'm having a good time. These guys are fucking dorks. Every time I think, every time I see a YouTube video and it says that, it makes me not want to. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, now you're telling me to do it. And yeah. Make, it like, feels corporate. Yeah feels like you, you caved for whatever reason. Yeah. Like this is you fulfilling a part of your contract that... You're selling out, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> selling out, bro. Dude, anyway, I would love if we sell out. I want to get paid for this. <laughs> as his opinion, not mine. <laughs> dude, wouldn't you want to? Nope. Not selling out, but I want, I, I want it to be organic. I was just going to use that word. That is not a sell is not organic. Selling out polar opposites. You can't organically grow and then sell out. I mean You're right. Unless you're a pot grower, but you know, that took a lot of time. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Alright, thank you. <laughs>